Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode 111. And there is a lot going on, and we have guests along the way. Earlier in the week, on Monday, I had an opportunity to talk to John Vargo from the Warren Tribune and Youngstown Vindicator uh, Sports, and you're going to hear parts of that coming up here shortly. And also, I had an opportunity to talk with Matt Emsch, my high school football partner, uh, for the last four seasons, including this upcoming season. And there's just an explosion of information going on here on this Friday night. And, of course, joining me, none other than my good friend and partner in the podcast business, Anthony Kepley. Anthony, how are you tonight? Great. It's nice to uh, nice to have some sports to talk about. Not great news, but uh, at least we have football to talk about the first week of August. Well, there's a lot, of, a lot going on. Uh, so much that we're just going to get kind of get to everything really quickly and then discuss everything going on. First and foremost, I want to start on the Pennsylvania side of the border. Uh, earlier in the week, Governor Tom Wolf made an announcement stating that his recommendation out of his office is that no fall sports this season, no sports until January 1st at the high school level, and then we'll reevaluate it then. The PIAA uh, went into a huddle. The next day, that was today, they came out with an announcement that they're suspending their season for two weeks to reevaluate everything going forward. So that's where that stands on the Pennsylvania side. In Ohio, oh, holy hell, broke <laughs> loose. What the hell just happened? Oh, my God. There's so much to talk about. So the Ohio High School Athletic Association decided that they're going to plunge forward no matter what, no matter the conditions, no matter what is going forward. And we're going to have different opinions coming up, by the way. Uh, so you're not going to just hear Anthony and I. You're going to hear from John Vargo. You're going to hear from Matt Emch. But the Ohio High School Athletic Association plans to have an abbreviated regular season of six games. All teams are eligible for the playoffs. Number of playoff rounds will be determined by the number of schools entering the playoffs. No kidding. If every team can make it, this could last forever. Yeah, this is, uh, well, we're just going to keep playing until it's like to the last was school a sudden standing. death survivor. Yeah, exactly. You're voted off the uh, OHSAA Big Brother Island here or what? Schools eliminated from the Ohio High School Athletic Playoffs can Schools eliminated from the Ohio High School playoffs or choose not to enter the playoffs have the option of continuing a regular season up to 10 games. Stop right there. Why the hell would you say, you know what, I don't want a chance to win a state championship. I'm going to go play a meaningless regular season game. That makes absolutely no sense at all to me. Well, then again, none of what they released today makes any yeah. sense to me. So the regular season would begin week one on August 24th, which is three weeks from t uh, today. Yeah, you ready to get in the booth and do a game, Tim? Amazing. Uh, and the last regular season game would be September 28th. Mm -hmm. Playoffs would begin Friday, October 9th. State finals no later than November 21st. Playoff uh, seating would be via a vote of coaches on the week of the 28th. The Harbor Rating 
is suspended for the 2020 season. All playoff contests will go through regional semifinals and possibly a regional final and will be hosted by the higher seed team. Schools must commit to the participating in the playoffs by 11.59 p.m. on Thursday, September 17th. Playoff regions will be drawn on Friday the 18th, and schools may withdraw from the playoffs without penalties up until Thursday, September 24th. So now we're changing the regions? Like, yeah. we well, been? they're going to put regions, depending on how many teams enter in your division, they'll build, they'll build a region from there. So let me so So you still may be traveling all the yeah, way across the street. They want to play if this whole charade... This isn't a plan. This is a charade, Tim. This whole charade, if this plays out the way uh, the OHSA as it is on paper, they want to play state championship games the weekend of November 21st. Is yeah. that? They do know that that's the last regular season game for Ohio State. <laughs> and I'm not saying just for fans, or, but media coverage. All the media in Ohio is going to be covering the Ohio State game. That's Ohio State-Iowa. There's two teams that are competing for you know, their respective divisions. But I, I don't understand anything. I, I get what their goal is. And if you don't see it, you're blind. This is a way to use kids to make money. It's simple. They need money. They need money bad. And this whole plan right here is just complete lunacy to me. It, it, it shows uh, the lack of leadership. And when you don't have a full-time commissioner, when you when you booted the other one out, this it, it, this is what you get. I'm surprised it's not in crayon because it's about a third grade level. Third grade level. I might be a kindergarten level. Uh, yeah, it is pretty bad. Um, I'm I'm Ex- utterly shocked at the level of lunacy that's going on Explain here. Explain to me how. And in my opinion, and I don't know about yours, Tim, but you've been covering this a lot longer than I have. Why would you throw out the computer rankings now when you need them the absolute most? When you need them more than anything this year. But no, we're going to have coaches from all across the state pick the playoff participants? Well, no, no, the seedings. The seedings. Yeah. It's crazy. It, It makes no sense. You know what this says to me? I'm not going to joke. Details door and saying, Joe, can you bail us out? I, I, I mean, why would you eliminate the rankings now? You're going to ask Mike Pavlansky or Tom Pavlansky or Dan Reardon or any of these local coaches around here who say, hey, coach your team, teach school, by the way. Most of you guys are teachers. Have a family life. But also, by the way, pay attention to what's going on in Columbus and Cincinnati and Toledo and Cleveland and everything else. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's one of the worst conceived plans I've ever seen. You hit it on the nail. This is about the OSA survival, and we're going to talk about that with our first guest mm-hmm. in John Vargo here in a moment. Actually, John and I talked probably for about 30, 35 minutes that, that Monday uh, afternoon, but my app kind of misfired and only recorded a little bit of it, but the first 15 minutes really, really kind of tells you where the conversation was going and what's going on. So let's take a break right now and go to my conversation with Warren Tribune and Youngstown Vindicator Sports Reporter, John Vargo. It's now time to bring in John Vargo from the 
Warren Tribune and the Yentown Vindicator to talk about high school sports and, well, everything that's going on or everything that may not be going on this season. Uh, John, how are you doing, my friend? Um, like I told you before, I wish I was doing a little bit better, but there's a lot weighing on my mind, and not only my mind, but the most athletic directors, coaches, and parents, and the student-athletes around this area. Yeah, obviously, you know, Anthony and I have been talking about it really since spring when everything got shut down back in March and April about the upcoming football season and the challenges that this will bring about. In the last uh, 48 hours or so, we've had a lot of news in uh, high school sports in the state of Ohio. Um, The Ohio Department of Health has gave out their guidelines of what necessary for contact sports and non-contact sports and uh, football, basketball, soccer, rugby, and a few other sports were on that list of contact sports. Just take a moment and, and just kind of give us a, an overview of what you've read and what you know about it and, uh, and just some of your initial thoughts. Well, honestly, I'm getting off of vacation this past week, so today's my first day back after a week off. So, I but I've still been in the loop with, as far as the COVID-19 things have going on, especially what broke on Friday, the misinformation that gets out there, the the it it is such a cluster right now, Tim. That I mean, ads are flustered, coaches are flustered. I just visited with uh, Mike Pavlansky this morning over at Canfield. And my gosh, I mean, I mean, who is actually running this whole thing? Who is actually in charge of the whole thing? Because it sure as hell ain't the OHSAA. I mean, it really isn't. I think the governor is ultimately in control of this whole thing, even though the Ohio Department Board of Health put this out here. I think the governor is pulling all the strings at this point. So it's like, so, I mean, just say the governor is in charge of the OHSAA at this juncture because... I, I just don't see any leadership from this lackluster organization that has just become a quagmire of of, of a bureaucracy. You know, and it's like it doesn't represent the student athletes. It doesn't represent the member schools at all. It represents their self-interest. Yeah, I think that kind of sums it all up. I that's been my uh, biggest point. Uh, I've been talking to a few parents at different schools who I know that have kids there, you know, all summer preparing for uh, this time of the year to play and, you know, get into practice and you get all the boosters getting their, their organizations up and running, you know, during the summer before they can have a full season. And, you know, that's just the, you know, the small part of high school football that people, you know, recognize. And, I've been saying from the very beginning, the lack of leadership and the lack of willing to make a decision uh, and kicking the can down the street and, and kicking off, uh, the, just putting off making decisions is just killing everybody in this process. Uh, how do coaches prepare for their season when there's doubt in the air? And that's what we got. You know, I happened to see earlier today, uh, Coach Jeff Bayek, uh, you know, formerly of the Eagles from JFK, now, of course, with uh, his son over in Struthers, you know, tweeted out how excited he is. It's the first day of camp, you know, training camp, and everything's going. It's football season, and 
you know, how you know, excited he is to be with the Struthers and, and wishing everybody at JFK the best. And I'm like, you know, I love that thought, Coach, but I have my reservations about we're going to have it. I couldn't help but be honest, you know. And I'll be, I love I'll the be positivity, a- but I just don't know how we're going to do it. I and I know we're probably going to disagree on this point, Tim. But I, I just think I don't know who to believe anymore. I think I'm being, you know, there's so much information, and I don't know if I'm being sold a bill of goods at this point by uh, everybody because I, I just don't know who to believe. I really don't. It's like I, I mean, there's so much information are we getting the wrong information are we actually because i mean everything is fluid at this point as as everybody has told me and just if you know are we supposed to wear a mask one day we are not supposed to wear a mask one day we're supposed to wear it inside are we supposed to distance ourselves from other people are we supposed to you know it's like we can take hydrochloroquine. We can take hydrochloroquine. What can we do here? Because I'm just, I'm going nuts. You know, it's like, because I, I just, and, you know, and in the back of my mind, I'm really hoping this is a whole bunch of political BS that's, you know, being, you know, subjected upon us because of a pandemic, which is, which would just, you know, irate you know, with everything going on, but I'm just, I'm really hoping that I'm wrong on that point, but the, the, but the going back to sports here, it's just, it, it, it just burns me that, you know, it's like that make a decision, make a flipping decision on this thing, because we're just, we're just so lost, you know, athletic directors. I mean, I, I talked to Boardman athletic director a couple weeks ago for a story and, Marco is doing the damn best he can, you know, under situation. We, I mean, they had students there who didn't test, you know, positive for COVID, but I mean, there was a student, they were at a party and they just didn't, they didn't, they they weren't, you know, uh, they were around somebody. So it's like, but, and it's so hard. It's so hard, Tim. So to and just to just figure out what you're going to do because at this point if you're going to flip seasons you should have done this at the beginning you know at uh come may come april or even the beginning part of june now is a little bit too late to even think about that i mean are, are you going to tell baseball teams you know say hey guess what you're going to be playing this fall same with you softball i mean you're going to tell them on august 3rd at, at right. this point, I mean, yeah, there are some kids out there who are playing softball and baseball. It's like on travel league teams, on summer league teams. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of youth programs going on right now, but there are some programs who don't have those kids on there. You're going to tell them just come out of nowhere and give them like maybe two, three weeks to get prepared and, you know, throw them right into the season come, you know, first part of September. That's like, that's I mean, get a clue. I mean, yes, I know this is this COVID stuff. You know, we're we're dealing with a whole new system here, and things change every day. But you've got to take a stand at this point. You can't just leave your member schools floundering just because you're trying to save your own hide. And guess what, Tim? They don't have football this fall. I was told by by the Poland AD Brian Banfield, the OHSA is going bankrupt. And I agree. Like, and it's like, I mean. 
that's the I think that's the only reason they're floundering on this thing because they're trying to save their own hide. Well, guess what? Maybe we just don't need the OHSA anymore. Member schools can find their own way and find their own, you know, find their own playoff system here because this organization has miserably failed us time and time again, especially under the, when we needed them most. That is how I feel about it. They've uh, the lack of leadership and the lack of uh, wanting to make a decision and putting it out. Now, I will give them one little caveat of saying that the state played them, meaning they, they, the state just kept kicking the can down the road and not willing to make a decision, make it harder for them to make a decision. But in the same vein, this really does, in my opinion, come down to what you just mentioned about the OSAA. I heard about that in uh, spring and it was a great article in the athletic about that and they were saying how much money they you know they lost because they didn't have the spring championships of the the basketball and the baseball and other sports which you know because that's what funds the a nonprofit is what money comes in every year as you know nonprofits can't show can't really carry money that much money over from year to year that's why they spend it all that's why they They've made some really bad choices in the past because they had to spend that money to stay nonprofit. So, in in other words, Tim, when it comes to the playoffs, let's just say there's a football season. There's a football season here. You're not allowing fans for the first 10 weeks. So, come week 11, oh, magically, we're going to have fans in the stands for the last five weeks because. God knows the OHSA can't go without getting their own. You know, it's like, I mean, PI, you know, Pennsylvania across the board, you know, across the state border, they've already banned, you know, attendance at their games. Exactly. So, so. And that's, in my opinion, that needs, these are the type of decisions that needs to be made. Uh, obviously, I don't know how you can really have any quote-unquote fans at any game right now under the circumstances that we're in, I do believe you it's possible, and not all stadiums, but in many stadiums, if you had truly only family members and only mother and father uh, right. being able to attend to a game, because there's enough distance that you could do that uh, if you believe, you know, for what's going on. But I don't necessarily believe that you can uh, enforce it. So you're better off saying nobody can come to the game. Now, when you get back to the USAA, as you mentioned, there's no way. They make their money off the ticket sales and the broadcast rate, and they're, you're not going to do it. I honestly believe the decision, like you said, should have been made back in May or June, the latest. And I also thought if you're going to move forward in in the fall, then this would, again, this would cut out the, the OSAA completely. But you cut the season down to eight weeks and no playoffs. And at least the kids have an opportunity to play. They can play for quote-unquote uh, championships of their own and conferences. If they're independents, they can play an eight-game season and move on. Hopefully you can, you know, be able to get those things done. And you're, you're done August, September. By September 30th, you're done with the season, basically, or maybe October 14th because you're cutting time off. And if you really wanted a championship, in my opinion, you cut off the first two weeks of the season. You only have the top two from each region make the playoffs. You play a regional championship, a, a semifinal, and a final. 
and you're still cut a whole month off the season, and they have a chance to play. That's well, if everything was going to go right, and no one would make any type of decision like that. Yeah, because I don't know what, you know, what to, and like I told you before, I don't know what the truth is anymore. And I'm not trying to be, bring politics into this because no, I, I, could care less, I could care less, but, you know, am I being told the right numbers? Am I, because I think it's, you know, and we've all taken statistics and things like that. We know how numbers can be skewed to make, you know, a case for, you know, what you want to have, you know, what kind of presentation you want, because there, there's no way that, you know, it's like you're, I mean, who is, you know, are the numbers really telling us, you know, what we need to know? I mean, who's, you know, it's just people are confused, Tim. People are right. just utterly confused of what, you know, what they need to believe and what they should believe because it, it's not like we don't want to believe doctors and, you know, or, you know, and, and things like that. But I mean, are we being told, you know, sold a bill of goods that, you know, aren't true? You know, it's like, I mean, I don't want to jeopardize, you know, people's health, you know, but I mean, I, I just, I wish I had an answer to them. I really do, but I'm just, I'm just flustered. And that, you know, when your organization that you rely on that tells you, you know, who can transfer, that tells you, you know, a whole bunch of other rules, you know, member schools can do, throws up their hands and tells you, it's like, well, you know, we're still going to go ahead with the season, but, you know, somebody else is going to bring the rules for us, you know, right. the governor, the Ohio Department of Health is going to tell us, you know, what we can do because, and that, and, and what frustrated me the most is, it's going to fall back on the member schools. It's not, you know, yes, it, it is their responsibility, but it's also the responsibility of the governing organization to tell them, you know, what they need to do and how they need to do it. You know, it's like, because if you're, if you're enforcing all these other rules, why can't you step up right now and tell us, you know, what you need to do as, as a member school and how we need to proceed forward. You gave us no direction. You're only concerned about your playoff money, and you're not concerned about the student-athletes of your schools whatsoever. I want to thank John Vargo for coming on the podcast, uh, one of our great friends here on Radio MVP. And uh, John's not afraid of what's on his mind. And, uh, you know, we talked after we got done recording, and he was saying he just thanked me for a chance to vent and, you know, get some stuff off his mind to kind of also kind of organize his thoughts going forward and obviously we'll talk to him again here shortly uh since the latest actions that happened today on this friday but wow i i I still can't get over that ill-conceived plan i'm gonna say it again and again and again let's scrap the fall season let's move to the spring let's start in the second or third week of february and let's try to get a full season in I know that puts a lot of athletes in position of making choices of what they want to do. They will be possibly wrestling mm-hmm. athletes who would be in the middle of a tournament. They could join the football team afterwards. Yep. Uh, basketball, same thing. Baseball. And, ba- you know, they're going to be athletes who have to choose between yep. the two sports, and I get that. Or they'll try to accommodate them, yes. which will be difficult. However, 
I think going forward, these are the things that need to be done. And yes, there will be some seniors who will opt out because they have scholarships already offered to them in the future at a certain school and do not want to risk injury in the spring to play. All those things will happen. But if you want a football season done as best as possible and to at least play it out, you need to delay it now yep. and move it to the spring and start planning today Yes, for the spring and everything that's going forward. Raise enough revenue, if necessary, for you can have testing for these kids and that you can move forward. Because right now, we don't have, we can't meet the minimum standards nope. that the Ohio uh, Department of Health has put out. Here's what twofold, Tim. Why people around this state continue to disobey, mock, ridicule the Ohio Board of Health is beyond me. I, I, I'll never understand that. Number two, this was declared a pandemic in March. First week of March, am I correct? Yes. You should have been meeting then because it seems to me that everybody, and this is just the OHSA, but it seems to me that everybody's like, well, it's not going to affect us. We're six months down the line or seven months down the line. It's like it, it's like a pandemic was going to go away in six months. No, it's here. It could be here for years. We don't know. This pandemic is dictating what we do. We have to be able to adjust. And... The OHSEA, and this was declared a pandemic in March, as soon as they scrapped the, the winter sports plans in the spring, they should have met the first week of April and said, here's what our plan is for football and all the fall sports. You could have had you multiple have had, plans exactly. available. This is what our fall schedule will look like as a full season. This is an abbreviated season in the fall. This is what will happen if we get canceled during the season. Yes. And then this is what we can plan if we have to move the season to the spring. All those options were off the table because no one took leadership uh, in the state. Now, I'm the first to admit it. The Ohio High School Athletic Association, the government, the coaches, we all, fans for, for the most part, kicked the can down the street yes. and delayed making decisions and put us in this scenario that we are. We were naive. I don't even think it was naive. No? I think it was purely um, wishing for the best. They, Believing, I hate to use this analogy, because it's going to piss off some people, but it's going to be the truth. It's like our president says, it'll magically disappear. This was never going to magically disappear. No, and that's why... And that's the type of attitude we've had uh, in high school sports going forward. It's just the flu. That's it's magically going to disappear. Well, that's why I say we were naive, Tim, in the sense to believe it's just going to go away. It's just, you know, it's going to come and go away. It's, you know, they said in March this was not the flu. They declared it such. And we were naive and ignorant to believe, oh, it's going to go away by the time football gets here because, well, it's going to bow down to football. No. It's not bowing down to anybody there, or anything. Yeah. It's ravaging everything. If there are those who believe that you had to pay attention to what was going on. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We, as a country, blew our response to this epidemic. Yep. And in the process, we are now in the positions that we are 
across the nation with infections and deaths at the at rates that are unbelievable. This and you know here's one thing you know I will say on this level, and I don't like to get too much politics into this too much, but again, we are dictated by this virus. Mm-hmm. We're not as a country. We're four percent of the population. We have. Over a quarter of the infections in the na- in the world, and we have over a quarter of the deaths. So that tells you the problem we have here in the United States, and that's not just the state of Ohio; that's every state. And unfortunately, like I said, when we had an opportunity to truly get our hands around this virus in the spring, everyone panicked about halfway into a response. That's why we are here today, and unfortunately, we may be here for many months and possibly years going forward things don't improve you you hit your you hit the nail on the head in march and i and i don't want to keep going back to march but this is where this whole thing started this is where we got in trouble like you said in march and april we had a chance to strangle this thing to put our hands around this neck and say no it's going to be here for a couple weeks a month or so it's going to go um we all panicked and they said, don't gather in large groups. They, they're still saying that. Yet, you and I have seen this picture. We stood in the lines at the supermarkets. I mean, Tim, the, I don't know what to say anymore about the lack of leadership in sports about this. I, I, I hate to say it, but it seems like only two sports that got it right are NASCAR and golf. NBA and NHL are doing, they haven't had a long, a long enough sample size of the NHL, NBA, they just started. But signs are positive. Um, signs are really positive. I think the NHL has done fantastic for everything I've seen. Um, the League Baseball botched that like a routine double play and threw it in the right field. Uh, the NFL, I fear Tim is doing the same. I fear college football is doing the same. Um, I guess I sit here August 7th, Tim, and you can go back and listen to the old podcast. I have the same. I don't know what else to say. It's it's perplexing. It's like, the same story over and over mm-hmm. again, and things are not changing in this country. And unfortunately, the some of the bills are due, meaning you have to make big decisions, and that affects many people. And there are those who don't understand it or refuse to understand what circumstances we are in. With that said, earlier today. I had an opportunity to talk to Matt Emch yes. about what was going on, not just in high school football, but get his opinion about the Ohio, excuse me, the Missouri Valley Football Conference making their decision today. And we're going to talk to Matt, and then Anthony and I will talk about YSU and the effects of the decision made today by the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And joining us now is Matt Emps, of course, my high school football partner for the last uh, four seasons. And Matt, uh, the world has turned upside down with high school football and college football here in the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, Missouri Valley Conference uh, football has uh, postponed this fall and moved to the spring. And the Ohio High School Athletic Association just released a abbreviated six-game Ball season with the playoffs. Uh, I have to get your thoughts on everything that's going on. Uh, and they fall like dominoes and will keep falling. 
Um, it's, it's a shame, let me just say that first. Um, the thought of Stambaugh Stadium, uh, the Ice Castle not having fans in it this fall um, is it's unprecedented and it's extremely sad and disappointing. I can't imagine what players and coaches and everybody that's worked so hard to get to this point feel like. Um, I, I, it, I can't even put into words what I would have been like a player if that happened to me. That being said, um, I, I just think that it is, it is a mess right now. I, I don't think we have good direction on the whole situation. Um, I personally don't like the six games in high school. Then they're saying they have the ability for every single school to make the playoffs as well. And it, it just, it could all be kind of fixed. It can't be perfect, but it could kind of be a much better situation in the spring. Um, college football, you know, we talked a little bit ago. The only people that have the funds to go and pay for this, everything that's needed, testing, and, and be able to accomplish everything asked um, is the Power Five in the NFL. Money, you know, makes the world go round, and unfortunately that's even at the high school level. You look at the OHSAA needs to make their money, and trust me, they are a smaller NCAA, basically. They need their money, and they get it from, you know, the bulk of it from the football team, just like football programs and colleges bring in the most money from athletic departments. Um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next week. And, and uh, you know, we had some players at Poland testing positive this week, so they're off for 14 days. And then you think, Tim, of the problem that can cost in a regular season, you look at this abridged version, you get somebody in week two, a team testing positive, what's that going to do to that abridged season? Yeah, it's, it's going to have a major effect. Just look at what's going on in Major League Baseball with the Marlins and the Cardinals. Both those teams have missed a full week of games because of the, the outbreaks they had in their locker room. Uh, over the last uh, 10 days. So I agree with you, Matt. It's going to be difficult. And I'm not – I just found out a little bit ago, like everyone else, about the high school uh, abbreviated season offer and everyone making the playoffs and coaches deciding the uh, seeding if they have a playoff. Uh, to do this on August 7th, is absolutely nuts and and crazy in my opinion. These decisions should have been made and could have been made back on June first or the end of May at the late, you know, at the earliest. Mm-hmm. And everyone then could have planned for this and moved forward and know how to do it and tweak any type of plan that has been put out there. You don't really have that opportunity right now. Uh, I think you said it perfectly. The Power Five and the NFL can afford to get through this and play in the fall and probably protect their players on a high level. And hopefully no one will, you know, get hurt from this or uh, get seriously ill uh, going forward. Absolutely. But the uh, high school level, 
you know, I've been a proponent uh, for a while, and uh, we've been on the air on your show and uh, on Mark's show, and I've said it both times. I said, moving to the spring right now is the best option. Uh, I think what they've floated now is a, is a Hail Mary, and I'm hoping it falls incomplete. And then they regather themselves in the huddle and say, you know what? To start the football season on February 15th, or February 21st type scenario might be a better idea than trying to start it on August 24th. Yeah, and and I love that idea, and it's the smartest thing to do. And they're saying, now saying and doing are two different things, but the government is hoping that they have some type of of medication out in, in the early year of 2021. Maybe that will be the case, and that could help as well. Um, hopefully we'll start to get a handle on it, although um, one of the reasons supposedly that they're trying to have this abridged uh, season, if we have any at all, of course, because they keep saying that we haven't decided yet, though, um, is the fact that they're worried about a second wave of this virus coming around uh, in the wintertime, which is horrifying. But, you know, that says another reason why they're doing it. it it's just silly. Um, I, I see no point in it. I still personally believe that we're going to get to, in the next week, week and a half, uh, of the governor giving a speech saying he's sorry, but, you know, in the best interests of everyone's health, we have to, you know, forego the football season this year. And that would be great, Tim. And you and I both know. Um, that there will be no issue with those players strapping it up in, in February. They would do it in Antarctica if you asked them, and um, that would be actually something I would enjoy calling with you. And, uh, you know, we are also, you know, looking at changes for us. Are media going to be allowed? Are schools going to have enough room? You and I both know we almost were falling out of one booth in the playoffs last year. We had people literally breathing down our necks. We stood the whole game. So that can't happen anymore. So if you have an especially small press box, you've got to push those people out that, you know, they need the guy calling the game and his spotter and a coach. So if that's it, that's it. And then, you know, no media. Um, they gave us the right to do video, which is it's exciting, but, you know, with this change, we might not even be in the stands for that. So um, on top of that, the stands will be, from what I've heard, empty. So there's another change. You don't get fans into that game. Everything changes. Um, I, I just feel like it'll be a, a little short stint of scrimmages in a way. No one's going to get immensely better. There'll be some good teams, of course. Uh, that's just how it is. But I, I just don't think we're going to get there. I think they're going to call it off, and that would be the, the most prudent decision uh, that could happen. Matt, I totally agree. I appreciate your time. And uh, we'll have you on again very shortly, hopefully next week, and uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss further as we get closer to that opening day right now of the 24th of August, which uh, let's postpone it six months. Let's get it into February of next year and see what we can do. That's my hope, and 
again, I want to thank you again for uh, giving me a few minutes for the podcast. Yeah, I always enjoy being on the radio with you and anybody uh, listen to Tim next week. He's going to be on my show, Just Football with Matt Umsch, on Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. on Western Reserve Radio. Go to their website or app and, you know, click on and give us a listen. You can call in and talk about the subjects where we are discussing. And so I look forward to being on with you as well. Thanks for having me. want to thank my high school football broadcast partner, Matt Emch, for his insight for today's uh, podcast. Really do appreciate it, Matty. And looking forward to talking to you soon on your show Mm -hmm. uh, next week. And uh, I want to correct myself real quickly. The Missouri Valley Football Conference officially has not made a decision. Rumor has it that they will cancel the season and move it to the fall. The spring. And, yeah, excuse me, from fall to spring, yes. Yeah, and uh, you saw this coming. Once the CAA, uh, the second big conference in uh, 1AA or the FCS, canceled their fall sports season, um, and James Madison announced they're postponing all fall uh, football activities, you kind of saw this coming. The writing was on the wall that the MVFC uh, would do this, and my guess is, Tim, by Monday you'll have an official announcement saying that uh, two will try to play in the spring. Um, today the NCAA canceled uh, the playoffs for the FCS in the fall because uh, 50% of the eligible teams would have to participate, and it, that fe- that fell below a threshold today with the cancellations of the Big Sky and the Pioneer League. So, um, Tim, it's unfortunate. It's, uh, you know... We sit here a month tomorrow, less than a month tomorrow, uh, we should be driving up to Info Decision Stadium. I drove past Info Decision Stadium last week, and I got a little sad, Tim. You know, this has been a game since last year you and I were talking about. You know, I mentioned this on a previous podcast. If you listened to the Move Stick podcast yes. about a month or so ago, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, mm-hmm. uh, floated this possibility. And it kind of got me 100% on board on spring football uh, for all levels. And their basic thought process is what everyone knows. Mm-hmm. The NFL and the Power Five schools are so rich in money, and they need to play. So they're going to power, power full on and play this fall. They are able to do all the testing necessary and... Yeah. Uh, hopefully keep players healthy and away from any infections. But we'll just have to wait and see. But I really do expect that to happen. However, the non-Power 5 schools like Cincinnati and Akron and Kent, uh, just to name three in Ohio. Little Brothers. Yeah. They need to move to the spring Mm -hmm. along with the FCS, Mm -hmm. along with Division 3, which has already made some of that decision. And Division Two, and all the high schools that are available to play right now should do that. Again, it's going to make it difficult on athletes. We all know that. It's going to be difficult on coaches who coach multiple sports. There are coaches who are assistants in other sports. You know, who be a football coach in the fall might be a track or a baseball coach in the spring, and other things that are going on. So. It's not going to be easy. There are going to be players who opt out at the high school level because they have scholarship offers and they can't afford to get injured. 
all those things can be worked out. But if you're going to play scholastic sports this year in football, and the way things look here in the United States, in the state of Ohio, and Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and Illinois, and other states, I don't know how you do it. I know California is already making decision to move this spring. And other schools, at least that's the last I remember reading about it. I know they're not playing in the fall, so hopefully that's what will happen. Um, it needs to happen. It's the only way to have a football season this year. I wouldn't even mind if the NFL said, "Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, if we have to, we're gonna take a shot and move to the spring." Uh, I'm not saying that'll ever happen. I don't expect that to happen, but I would welcome that news if it came about. Really, would not be disappointed in that. Yes, we're gonna be overwhelmed um, after the new year with NBA basketball, with high school and college basketball, with potential football. Kind of like we're overwhelmed right now, in a sense. Major League Baseball going on, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, uh, with football and training camp. So it can be done, and it needs to be done for everybody's uh, enjoyment. And I'm not going to go beyond, you know, I've already preached, preached a lot. But this is where we're at. These are the conditions we're in. The reason we're here, we have to accept the decisions that were made and not made last spring are now affecting us now. We have to accept that responsibility and move forward. And we have to make the responsibility today. We can't have a season in the spring. We have to make decisions in this country that affects everybody going forward. The idea, and I'm going to get on my high horse here, that Congress can't get their act together right now. For those who are unemployed and those who are talking about the pandemic in general, it's sickening. And there's fault to be seen on every side. There's fault on those who rec won't recognize what we're dealing with. That's where my opinion, that's where my fault lies. Because it's not going to magically go away. And we're going to have to deal with this. Probably, I hate saying this because I've heard this back in May when we started reopening too soon, mm -hmm. that this, these decisions that we made then could affect us for the next three years. So this pandemic is not only, what, five months old? Yeah. We're talking about another 24 months minimum that could affect us. So understand this, sports fans. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we have had a failed response in this country. And now we're paying the price for it. And that's just the truth. And I want a season. I'm no different than anybody else. You have to recognize what's the cost of that season. There are twofold part here, Tim. I think you're exactly right. And why do I keep getting this pit in my stomach that the decisions and the conversations about a spring season that need to be had now won't be had until January, February, when it's already too late? Well, I I just get that feeling about some sports um, that they're going to keep kicking the can down the road, as we like to say, um, and not make a decision. Even if it's unpopular, making a decision, sticking to it, laying out a plan, and executing that plan. Um, and Something we've lacked in all areas in our country from this response. And you're right. That's exactly what we need to do. We have to make a decision. We have to live with those decisions. We have to make a plan, 
and the best plan forward is a spring football season for the high school, for the collegiate level, and let's go forward. Let me, let's make that decision now. What the Ohio High School Athletic Association put out today is a joke. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. absolutely embarrassing. It's a slap in the face to everybody that um, supports it from a standpoint, from an officiating standpoint, from a media standpoint, players and coaches and trainers. It's a slap in the face, and it's like, so do we show up to practice tomorrow and we show up to lifting, or do we not? Um, make a decision, concrete decision. Know you're going to get some backlash. Move on. Every decision is not going to be 100% negative, 100% positive. Uh, the other points that I want to make, Tim, um, at what price no no sport, n- no live can be summed up by a dollar sign. And I, f- and I feel like we are trying to do this. Because at the end of the day, like you said, the NFL and Power 5 college football is going to trudge through this no matter what's going on because the almighty dollar. And Andy Etzel, who not not a great coach, but not a failure, hit the nail on the head when he made the decision, him and his constituents at UConn, to cancel the fall season. He said nothing. Nothing is more important than lives here. He said not, not a game, not money, nothing. And I stand up and salute him for that. That is, um, we need more people like that. Knowing that it's not going to be a very popular decision by the players, you know, by the seniors. Knowing that it's it's necessary. Um, we need to convene. The OHSA, I hope to God, sees this mockery they put out, comes out tomorrow and says, you know what? We're scrapping it. We were wrong. Just say we were wrong. Scrap it and say our plan now is to meet going forward with the goal of laying out a spring season that can be conducted as somewhat close to, I want to say normal, but as normal, I guess, as possible. Um, to meet him, even if you play this year and you don't have fans, what's the point? Because that's the whole fun of Friday night, no matter where you're at. If you're young, if you're in high school, if you're, you know, us going to the games, covering just going as a fan. That's the whole fun of it. Uh, you are correct. It's about the communities. It's about yeah. the, it's about the student body. Yes. It's about the bands. It's about the everything involved. We Going can't out lose to eat after the game. Yeah, we yeah. can't can't lose fact of of the most important parts of this. And you're right. It's an economic engine in a lot of ways, in a lot of different ways in the community. I know this is a difficult pill to swallow, and no one wants not to have a season. Sometimes you have to make the correct decision. You have decision. to take your medicine. Yeah, you have to make the right decision mm-hmm. versus a wrong decision and say, look what I did and what we achieved. We achieved nothing. I rather, it's just time to make the move to spring tomorrow, August 8th, 2020, and plan now. Put into practice what needs to be done, how it can be done. And allow the schools, the athletic departments, and the communities put a plan together to make those things yeah. happen. Because yeah. we did not do that in March. That's why one of the reasons why we're at where we're at today. Anthony, we can go on and on and on. I don't see a need to. Uh, I will say this real quickly. You're in your Cleveland Indians hat and yes. jersey. 
And the Indians are playing good ball again after they took three out of four from uh, the Reds. Yeah. Uh, I'd tell you what, we all knew the starting pitching was going to be really good. I don't know if we thought it would be this good. Um, and I'll even say this, Carrasco and Clevenger probably haven't pitched anywhere near their capabilities the last two starts for them both this week, and they still won. Uh, I will admit, I didn't think the bullpen was going to be this good. Sands a brand hand Adam Simber meltdown against the White Sox in Game 3 of that series. This bullpen has been the best we've seen in years. And that's better than 16. Um, you know, we all talked about what last year they made the rolling three-batter roll and how it will affect the Indians and the fact that so far. I will say this uh, about the bullpen. I tweeted out yesterday that uh, Mandy Bell put out. Uh, it gave the stats for the bullpen. A 1.34 ERA. 20 strikeouts and two walks. And the 1.34 ERA includes the four runs against what? Is that the only runs they've given up, Tim? Yeah, they've been phenomenal. That uh, and the Royals. That's well, it. The Reds didn't score didn't score again since the first game. They were shut out three games in a row. Incredible. Yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, that's absolutely incredible. Um, considering Mike Clevenger tore his knee up in March. Carrasco was battling cancer this time last year. Never knowing if he was going to pitch again. Um, and I'm going to say this. I'm not even going to touch on the offense today because there's no point to. Uh, I don't want to get negative. There's no point to. Because when you're winning baseball games in what we knew would be a weird season, shut up and take them. But Scored 10 runs in an inning yesterday. Let me so. say this. Watching the game last week with a friend, and Carrasco jogged out to the mound for the first inning. We turned to each other and said, you know what? No matter what happens today, that's pretty damn cool. Now, that is... Uh, the only wish I have um, is I wish fans could have been there for Cookie's first start this year back from cancer when he dominated uh, because he deserves it. Uh, wh- what a, you know, he's always been prototypical leader of this team, the warrior. Uh, I don't know, Tim. I just, uh, pitching staff is special. I like to say it this way. Beaver is your, without question, your number one and Clevenger those two will be battling back and forth yep. as being your top of the rotation guy, whoever you want to say. But the heart and soul yeah. of the rotation mm-hmm. is is Carrasco. Yep. So with that in mind, we'll get more into baseball next time. We'll talk more of what's going on in the world of high school and college and NFL football coming your way. Uh, for Anthony, I am Tim. My thanks to John Fargo from the Warren Tribune and Youngstown Vindicator and Matt Ench from Just Football and, of course, my football, high school football partner. So for Anthony, I am Tim, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Radio MVP Sports Podcast.